Welcome to Astrology Today, coming to you live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast in the Cafet region, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahoman Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. Joining me as usual is astrologer Jill Kirby from Victoria. And our next three episodes, starting with this one, 161, will cover general forecasts uh, for 2023. And we're going to start off with uh, the cardinal signs, uh, which are Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. Welcome, Jill. Hello. Yeah, so I have a... I haven't. Oh, well, actually, what I'm going to start with is just looking at. Um, I'm going to pull up the animated feature on Solar Fire. And we're going to look at just how kind of almost benign, but it's never totally benign, but <laughs> darn. Well, especially January, just because so many planets are changing direction that's true that's true but, <laughs> yeah but the last few years have had significant direct aspects from outer planet to outer planet and um and so some years that's not really a thing um not to say that there won't be stuff but so you know here we start as you were saying like uranus is retrograde uh, Mars is also retrograde and so is Mercury, but of the outers, um, and I hear on the chart, we can see I'm starting with Jupiter, Chiron, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. But if we watch them unfold over the year, um, they, the significant thing is going to be uh, two of the outers changing signs, and um, this is sort of doing it daily. We can see here um, that Pluto is going to dip into Aquarius. Saturn is going to dip, or not just dip into Pisces. It, <laughs> it, it's done with Aquarius, which yeah. is significant. Um, Jupiter will do its finishing up with Aries, and then it's going to be co-present with Uranus. Mm -hmm. um, but as we can see here, this is by June, Pluto's back to Capricorn, and it actually dances back and forth um, all through um, 2023 and doesn't really leave for good until 2024. Um, well, for the U.S., it's backing up to their... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So but as you can see, there's been no lines drawn. Um, there were, you know, like there's, whereas we had, you know, the last couple of years, we've had Saturn and Uranus go, you know, exact in a square, um, you know, and as we can see, as we coming to the end of the year, that there will be this possibility um, for, uh, Uranus and Pluto to form a square as Pluto makes its way through Aquarius. But I suspect that Uranus will have left before the square forms uh, because oh, yeah. Pluto's Pluto's going to take what, 20 years to go through oh, yeah. 20 plus years. Yeah. No, um, yeah. 
<laughs> we we will see by the end of next year uh, or during the early part of 2024 that Jupiter will catch up to Uranus. That'll be significant, but there isn't any of that type of direct contact throughout 2023. Which is after all those. Yeah, kind of nice. Of Saturn and Uranus playing with each other. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of nice to have a year to just kind of go. Well, uh, we have to digest all that stuff that they brought up. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, so um, I have done a series of, um, uh, as I'm going to go through what I'm going to talk about, there's the dog part that I was hoping wasn't going to happen. Go lay down, go lay down. For the folks on the radio, I'm staying in a house with a really large dog in Victoria. Lay down. <laughs> Who doesn't need to add his two cents worth into this show. <laughs> okay, so what we're going to do, <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to take each of those outer planets, we're going to go all the way down to Mercury, um, and just talk about kind of some of the high points that they might contribute to the cardinal cross of signs. So this will, um, you can use this um, sketches, thumbnails that we're going to talk about. Um, for instance, if, uh, you know, in the cardinal cross on your chart, that might be your ascendant, and therefore it could, you know, be the ascendant, the seventh house, the 10th and the fourth, or uh, you might have uh, a sun in one of those four signs, you might have the moon. And so you can gear it to, you know, how it fits in with your chart. Um, and just to, to a reminder to folks that I do highly recommend when um, the astrology podcast comes out with its yearly forecast, it doesn't do it by sign. But the the two, um, it'll be Austin Kopic and Chris Brennan, and usually another uh, person is invited along too. Uh, their overview of the year is usually quite interesting. Um, oh. And so I do recommend that people listen to that. And you will find many, you know, sun sign, you know, yeah. for each of the signs. Yeah. Okay. So astrology will have their own tape, of course. Oh, of course. Exactly. Okay. So um, I think I will leave the chart up. So I'll go back to screen share. And all of the notes are up on the website or will be up on the website um, for um, what we're going to talk about today. Um, yeah. So you don't, you can take notes <laughs> by all means, but you will find them. Okay, so we're going to start off with Pluto. And of course, the big thing is he's actually going to step out momentarily from Capricorn. And so, you know, I expect a, a sigh of relief followed by, oh, really? He's coming back. Oh, no, make him go away. <laughs> so the change of Pluto to another sign, even though it's going to take a full year for that change to take place, that will signal a significant tonal shift in the world. Um, yeah, and 2023 will give us a little foreshadowing. Of what exactly, exactly. And so and also, 
And as I've mentioned before, as it goes over that zero point of Aquarius, it's triggering back to that solstice of 20. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. And that is the foreshadowing that's likely to feel the strongest is like you say, because it is hitting that zero point. And so each time it goes over it, forward and back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so going to be noticeable, I think. Yes, I, I would totally agree. So the first time that it does it um, will be March the 23rd. Um, and it will stay in Aquarius until approximately June the 11th. Uh, then it leaves um, and it will go all the way back to 2753 of Cap. It then heads back into Aquarius um, on uh, January the 20th. So again, it will hit that zero degrees. Then in August of 24, it again, because what's happening here is Pluto is starting to enter into its, um, uh, the fat part of the egg of its orbit. So it moves very quickly through Scorpio, but as it approaches the sign of Taurus, it starts to really slow down. And so these transitions will, like this one here, for instance, is taking two full years. And so in 2024, it does back up, but only to 29 degrees cap, 38 minutes. And then the final zero Aquarius will be October the 12th of 2024. And then we won't see Pluto in Capricorn for another 248 years. <laughs> Most of us won't see it at all. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Okay, so Pluto and Aquarius will work, I suspect, for Cardinal Libra. Why? Um, you know, because it's a nice trine. And yeah. so Libra should be able to take advantage of Pluto there in the sense of getting powered up um, and understanding or probably being able to work with that Pluto in Aquarius. Aries is a sextile. And so again, there's energy there that um, the Aries signature in your chart should be able to take advantage of. Meanwhile, Capricorn is likely to just be grateful <laughs> for a while. <laughs> Whereas I suspect Cancer because Pluto and Aquarius will form an inconjunct. Um, it'll just be irritated for the next 20 odd years. <laughs> Well, not the whole time. Not the whole time, no. But if you've got aspects, whenever Pluto does make that in conjunct to specific points in your chart, it's likely to be irritating. Yeah. So we've talked a little bit about Pluto and Aquarius, and I am sure we will have episodes uh, in the future. But right well, now... Yeah, especially when we have its first little ingress in. Yes. Yeah. And we will have more to say about it because it's like, okay, now we're getting a sense of what this is going yeah. to maybe be. Exactly. What mm. it's going to be like. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So are you seeing my, my printed text or just the chart? I'm just seeing the chart. Okay. Okay. So what I should And of do course, is... we've had Saturn in, in Aquarius for yes. a long time too. So it's not like Aquarius has been left alone. So 
It's kind of like a whole different energy coming. Yes. Yeah. A very different feel to it than with Saturn. Much more intense, much yeah. more heavy hand, heavy. And, yeah. 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 Uh, okay. So the next one I looked at, I don't know why I didn't do this in order. I will do this in order. Okay. So the next one is Neptune. And he mm. is still plodding through Pisces, which I know personally, I can't wait till he leaves and there's a little less yeah. fog in the landscape. So this year um, he uh, goes as far forward as 27 degrees. Um, he backs up to 25. Um, and so, you know, those folks who have later degrees, the last decan of Pisces or of other mutable signs, they will definitely um, be noticing where Neptune has finally made it to. Uh, Capricorns can make use of this Neptune energy as long as the inspiration is reality tested. That would be my take on it. Mm -hmm. uh, Aries can see through the fog. Um, Libra is just irritated by the fog. And Cancer may be way too sensitive with any direct connections from Neptune. So if you've got late degrees of Cancer uh, in your chart, uh, you know, you're going to know. I mean, Cancers are sensitive to begin with. And this just ups the ante. Well, and also as... Um, Saturn enters into Pisces. That's a little bit more reality check. Yes, yes, which, exactly. Which is a very good thing in some ways. Yeah, that uh, that particular co combination. Um, Jill and I were born in an era where those two danced together, but they were dancing in Libra. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, very different because Saturn would have been much stronger. Um, Whereas Neptune has definitely got it all over the Saturn this time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that's... Saturn introduced a little bit of um, kind of clarity or questioning or something. We'll see. I don't know. You know, like how I don't see Saturn functioning all that well in Pisces, but, you know, obviously it must for some. Well, it is a principle of reality, our concrete reality. So it doesn't, it's not comfortable in Pisces because no, Pisces not at all. has another reality that's spiritual and non-tangible. <clears throat> Saturn doesn't do well with the non-tangible part. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it. Uh, yeah, how that manifests in this go around. Okay, so Uranus is in Taurus still all year. Um, and Capricorn can definitely embrace this energy. Uh, it can work with it. Uh, Libra, I suspect, can also embrace it just because of the shared Vesuvian point of view, because Venus rules uh, Libra and Taurus. Uh, you know, so it's not as awkward. Cancer can get, it gets the sextile, so it can get jazzed up by it. Um, but Aries, yeah, not so much, not so much, not really happy with Uranus and Taurus. And again, it's getting into the later degrees. And so, you know, those folks who have, you know, this cardinal connection, 
um, yeah. Well, and it's interesting as it's as we're starting the year, it's really at that mid mid degree. Mid degree, exactly. Yes. Which is kind of a semi-square to the zero Aries points. Yep. Um, yes, yeah. You mentioned that in some other episodes. Exactly. Yeah, so I think as it's sitting kind of hovering on that degree, I think that's significant. Mm-hmm. Oh, that plays out, I don't know, but I think it is a something to watch. Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, okay, Chiron, um, again, it is, it's going to remain in uh, Aries. It started in Aries in 2018, and it leaves in 2027. So that is a cardinal sign, Aries, obviously. And so healing to those um, who are getting their Chiron return. And so these folks will be, what, in their early 50s or late 40s? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's 50, a state. The, re- the return for Chiron is 50 years. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. And I think as Jupiter gets closer to it, that's probably. Yes, that's true. Because wow. Jupiter has one last push through Aries to the end without any retrogrades. Exactly. It likes to kind of um, magnify what it, what it touches. So it can bring up, you know, sort of old wounds, but also the possibility of healing. Yes, exactly. I think for Aries, it's timely to take advantage of that, especially when Jupiter comes up to really support, um, you know, and and probably give some opportunities with Jupiter to, you know, do a lot, I would think. Well, and with Chiron, it's it's natural healing. Yeah. It's Chiron was was into herbs and all the natural yes. type healing. Mm-hmm. So in fact Chiron is Chiro represents the hand, right? So it's yeah. the hand healing type of thing. So <clears throat> and I think that's an important piece of that is to focus more on that end of it when you've got Jupiter and Chiron both coming together. Mm-hmm. Anything in your chart. Yeah. And so for Aries, obviously, it's directly working on the healing Uh, for Cancer Capricorn. This is uh, confrontations likely with always that possibly you haven't dealt with that you, you know, again, with Jupiter coming to that too. Um, You know, it's timely. It's time to do that. Um, But it's likely. Yeah, just recognize that it's triggering something. Yes. Good word. Yeah something within you that is saying, oh, I need, I need help. You yep. know, support me and help me through this because there's something old here that you yep. can let go of now if you heal it. Yes. Um, <laughs> and those folks with Libra circuits, of course, Chiron walks in the door in the form of a healer or someone who just runs smack dab into the big owie that you haven't dealt mm-hmm. with yet. Yeah. And that's, you know, often the, where relationships yes. are helpful. Yeah. Um, because we do need other people sometimes to push the button to kind of exactly go, go, oh, yes, that hurts. Stop doing Remind that. Minus that button there. Because we forget <laughs> we don't we have, have that little button there. Yeah. And that it is our button because it was yep. in there for a long time. So don't get mad at them because they didn't put it there. <laughs> yes, no, ex- that's a very good point. That's a very good point. Yes. Okay, so our next fellow is actually kind of 
one of, along with Pluto, the other kind of big event for 2023. And uh, Saturn, although he begins the year still in Aquarius, he's not going to stop and back up anymore. He's just going to march his way to the edge of Pisces and he hits Pisces March the 7th. Um, and Aquarius we, or Saturn, we have to remember here, has been in its own home turf for almost five years now. And, um, you know, it's uh, Capricorns have probably not really minded Saturn in Aquarius. Um, uh, Libra, there would have been a synchronization to it, even though, uh, and especially because of um you know, the Venus rulership and Saturn being exalted in Libra. Um, you know, Saturn in Aquarius, yeah, a bit irritating for Cancer. Um, and for Aries, if it got with the Saturn program, could have been jazzed up by it. But it does shift significantly when it goes into Pisces. And as we mentioned a few minutes ago, it will, although it doesn't catch up to Neptune this year, um, and I don't think it does. I think Neptune leaves before yeah, Saturn gets close enough, but still they will be co-present in the same sign. Yeah. yeah. And so. Totally different. Couldn't get more different than Saturn and Neptune. So Exactly. And uh, the way I put it on, um, was stepping off firm ground um, and, you know, sort of into the sea of no structure. <laughs> yeah. You showed a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, especially from the Saturn Capricorn group, because that is the sea goat, but it's the sea goat that's climbing out of that lack of structure and climbing the mountain. So it, Capricorn, yeah, Capricorn may have a bit better affinity to it than the the Aquarius. Um, Aries is just gonna not like it at all. Um, cancer might be able to embrace it uh, just because it is a trying to Cancer, um, you know. And Libra, there is that you know because Venus is exalted in Pisces, so there might be. Um, some sort of strange affinity with the dissolution of relationship style structure and a reformulation that might just take place as Saturn goes through Pisces. Mm. And Libra might be able to help facilitate that just because of that Piscean Venus connection. But yeah, we'll see. We'll It'll see. It'll depend on somewhat on what Venus is doing. Yes. Yes, exactly. Much more quickly, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and and also where a person's Venus is. In their That's true. That is true. So um, the other thing that happens, of course, is a new group will be stepping up to the plate for either their first Saturn return or their second Saturn return. Um, and, um, you know, so folks that were born between 1993, approximately in 1996, they <laughs> will be getting, they will be getting their first Saturn return. Um, and so we need to cut them some slack in the sense that it, 
can, you know, oftentimes Saturn returns aren't exactly, a, you know, a lot of fun, <laughs> but they're useful. It's that moment where they kind of passage in our lives. Exactly. Exactly. Saturn has to do with maturity and it's yeah. part of the maturing process when you get the, like, you're not really a fully, fully adult adult till you get your Saturn return. But yes, that is very true. That is very true. Uh, that's yeah. Yeah. And so for the folks that are in their late 50s who are going through their second Saturn return, um, that can be, um, you know, I've seen it work in several ways. One of the, the kind of fun ones to see is where people hit a second stride in terms of what they're contributing to the world. Um, you know, they sort of leave the general population and kind of step out into some very specific personal goals that they try to achieve. Uh, for others, it's, you know, it's preparing for retirement and what that's yeah, going to look like. Some degree, it depends on how well your first Saturn return went. Yes. Like, again, with the maturity piece. Yep. You yep. did the growing up at the first Saturn return, you're more likely to have a more effective kind of yep. second, whereas you might have to kind of go over it again. It's like, well, no, it's time to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> or the other is to let go of what and accept what didn't get accomplished yeah. in that yeah, middle yeah. 30 years. Yeah, so there can be a bit of a depression piece that hits with that. And so with Saturn in Pisces, if you know people that are going through their second Saturn return, hide all the liquor. No, no, I'm just teasing. <laughs> well, anybody with a heavy duties, Piscean peace, you know, you do have to be aware of, especially with Neptune still in there. Exactly. Addictions and, you know, whether it's drugs, alcohol, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and we probably all have some kind of addiction um, that it's harder when you've yes. got that Piscean energy really. Being strong, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I did go back and on my favorite What Happened When site, which is on this day, and uh, to see what sort of on a global stage was happening. And so we had the Rwanda genocide, which mm. not pretty. We also had the computer broke through the 486 Pentium barrier. So there was a time when they didn't think they could get computers to go any faster. They thought they'd just literally melt down. Well, they broke through that with Saturn and Pisces. We also had the founding of NAFTA, um, which is a free trade agreement, which may or may not have been a good thing. Also, at that time, Amazon was founded. Um, and mm -hmm. that really model, along with things like Walmart, have really changed the shape of uh, global consumption. Not in a good way. <laughs> Not in a good way, yes. Uh, uh, in, in terms of, and going back to the addiction thing, definitely. Yes been helpful for those who have shopping addiction. That's true. Yeah. That is very true. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that happened was the uh, completion of the channel tunnel between England and France was opened. Right. And we had on another really nice positive note, we had the ending of apartheid in South Africa. Well, the, yeah. 
And the, cha the channel one is interesting with Saturn representing structures. And, and Pisces being water, yes. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. Okay, so the next guy um, is Jupiter and he begins 2023 in Aries, um, as we have said, you know, because he will be catching up to Chiron. Um, and he does a straight run through. So um, you get there, you were frozen. Oh, um, okay. So, oh yeah, inter internet connection unstable. Oh, stop that. Okay, so Jupiter in Aries, he does a straight run through uh, with no retrogrades. Um, and he leaves on May the 16th for Taurus. But if you want to know if you've got, you know, for those who do have uh, Aries circuit strong, think back to what was happening uh, in 2022 from May 10th to October 28th, and it will be more of the same, um, continuing on with that theme. And uh, so with Libra, it's, um, uh, it's a time where you, um, you know, the over overbearing, just put over in front of anything that walks in the door, because <laughs> it's an opposition to you. Um, and for Cancer Capricorn, of course, it's a square. And again, you know, just too much of something coming yeah. from that Aries quarter, and it will be a challenge. But the nice thing about squares is it is direct and, you know, obvious, it's not subterfuge at all. Um, you know, and it, it'll just be big and gross and obvious. Uh, yeah, the phrase that comes to mind is, is a might makes right kind of thing. Don't get oh, it. Oh, yes, yes. Don't get it, right? Because Jupiter can be a little over the top kind of thinking. They've got, they've got all the answers or whatever. And, yeah. And especially in areas where it's, it's a fairly aggressive sign. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so then Jupiter drops into Taurus. He will go as far through Taurus as 15 degrees. He does not quite get to Uranus, but he does get reasonably close. Then he will uh, retrograde September 4th. He backs up uh, and he stations uh, the day before the end of the year at five Taurus. So interesting that he interesting that he stops at 15. Yes, it is actually. But I was saying Uranus there a minute yeah, ago. Exactly. Like that middle degree of that. It's a, it's a pivotal degree, just like all the cardinal points. So yes, interesting that it's getting pinged, not, a, not just by Uranus, but again by Jupiter. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, Jupiter, Uranus together, um, you know, if, if Uranus is exposing the shifting nature of our relationship to the earth uh, um, and exposing us to what we've done to the planet, with Jupiter there, it could just get bigger and more obvious, I'm guessing. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think, um, but I think there's going to be interesting issues around freedom and that kind of mm, stuff. Mm -hmm. Both Jupiter and Uranus are pretty important, pretty big on. Yes, don't, don't, uh, yeah, don't try to restrict so, me at all. 
there's, yeah. there's a lot of restrictions going on right now. And I think that's, you know, may run into some <laughs> friction. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It, I'm going to be quite curious to see just how that plays out. So Capricorn energy. Can also act be I was just going to say it would be also interesting when Jupiter catches up to the node. Yes. Well, the nodes will be backing out of uh, the, the Taurus Scorpio axis and, um, you know, coming up into yeah, so it will cross, but I did not track the eclipses that I thought we could make a show of itself because, yeah, no, the, yeah. when it does hit, you know, where oh, yeah. yeah. it is, it'll be just interesting to see what that brings out. Exactly. It might give us a better clue. Yeah. Okay, so Capricorn can embrace Taurus energy and therefore Jupiter, what it's going to bring. There's a nice trine there. Um, Aries, yeah, probably not going to like it. Um, you know, it's right next door. So, uh, from the ancients point of view, it doesn't even see it, but, uh, not a lot of impact there. Uh, Libra will definitely, um, go, okay. Uh, you know, like it co Venus does co-rule that, but Libra itself, I suspect Jupiter or Uranus coming together is going to be very irritating. Mm. Um, cancer can get on board because it's a sextile, uh, you know, so not, not the world's worst piece for the year for yeah. the cardinal signs. Yeah. Okay. So next up is Mars. And of course, we'll all have to survive the Mercury retrograde, Mars still retrograde at the beginning of the year. <laughs> Um, and so what I noted was the times when Mars was going through um, the cardinal signs for next year. Now, he starts off in Gemini, and by the end of the year, he has no retrograde during 2023, so he ends the year in Sagittarius. So therefore, he only goes through Cancer. Um, and he does that from March 25th to the May 20th. So you get the energizer thing going through cancer, um, you know, so that can be something you could plan for if you need lots of chutzpah to get something done or to advocate or to be direct, um, all of those nice uh, Mars words, that's your time cancer. Um, Capricorn, on the other hand, um, you know, this energized something is going to come walking in the door and could possibly be a little hard to control, <laughs> which Capricorn loves to do. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, during that same period of time, uh, Aries and Libra are going to just be irritated and challenged and, ah, yeah, from the Cancer quarter. Uh, so that's March 25th to May 20th. Then it will come through Libra. And I'm trying to picture Mars in Libra. Um, Leo? No, Libra. Libra. Oh, right. Yeah. So it's, it's like, we will be social. Is that how that works? Of course, I have Mars in Libra. So why is it difficult? That's because I just want to spit in a hole with the 
Yeah, and I can't. I have to be fair. <laughs> so uh, Mars and Libra is not an easy, comfortable position for Mars. Mm. Um, but it should add energy to folks with Libra circuits. And um, and the I guess the thing to avoid is being passive aggressive, especially towards Aries people. Yep. Yeah, to just notice that somebody could get quite passive aggressive. Uh, whereas Cancer Capricorn, it's a direct challenge and uh, respect is one of the keywords that goes with any squares. Um, and so they just have to, Cancer Capricorns just have to respect that kind of forthright energy that's coming at them. Yeah. All righty. Now, Venus, she actually does do a retrograde. Um, yeah, so uh, she will retrograde in Leo, and it all happens within Leo. So it starts uh, July the 22nd at 28 degrees Leo. She then backs up to 12 degrees Leo and goes direct on September the 3rd. So for Capricorns, this will be totally irritating. Again, we have an inconjunct uh, to this particular passage. Um, for Libra, it's a sextile. So, you know, they can work with it. Um, you don't want to get too overreactive to it. Um, for the social aspect of things. Yeah, yeah. You have, to have fun. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The social niceties. Yeah, yeah, Aries definitely can flow with this particular. So there could be, you know, the danger of an almost romance that because of the retrograde falls apart. Um, that's a possibility for Aries. Um, and for Cancer, it's mild. They may not even notice it uh, because mm -hmm. it is next door. Um, and so it's, you know, obviously Venus starts off in Capricorn at the beginning of the year. He, she will have just did the big kiss with Pluto on New Year's Eve. Uh, she then goes through Aries, February 19th to March 16th. So, you know, in the old sun sign column point of view, they would have said walking, love walks in the door for Aries during that period. Uh, for cancer, she goes through cancer. Just apply for Valentine's Day. Well, exactly, exactly. Uh, Venus into cancer, uh, May 7th to June 5th. And uh, Venus in Libra. So schedule your Christmas party next year early, November 8th to December 4th. Um, yeah, good times when she's there. All righty. So Mercury obviously moves way too fast, um, but I thought I would check out if the retrogrades for next year uh, were happening in signs that would be, uh, you know, directly affecting any of these cardinal signs. And of course, right out of the gate, Mercury is retrograde um, and it, uh, he stations, I don't think I wrote down the date that he stations. Oh, darn. Uh, Mercury stations, what, retrograde or direct? Uh, direct, because, um, yeah, so let me just see if I can bring that. to January. Is it? Okay, there you go. Yeah, I'll just, uh, yeah, because here I just added back all the planets. 
yeah, so he is definitely direct. Uh, let me just back this up a couple of days, I think. Yeah, whoops, too far. So it goes direct on the 18th, yeah. Okay, so obviously for, uh, you know, the folks in Capricorn uh, having still uh, Mars retrograde, my heart goes out to you. <laughs> I'm sure, I am sure it's a gong show. Um, but, you know, then, then it leaves, leaves you alone. Um, Okay, and I just pulled up the wrong, where's my list? Here we go. Now the remainder do happen in earth signs. Um, and so the, the first sort of full retrograde for 2023 begins April 21st at 15 degrees of Taurus. It backs up to five degrees of Taurus, May 14th. Uh, so that's a trine to Capricorn. It'll be mildly irritating major irritating for Libra, again, that's the in conjunct, uh, entertaining sextile from Cancer, um, and Aries might not even notice. Oh. With, yeah. Um, again, as Jill uh, commented to me before, you know, we started that, uh, you know, we all will have different elements of our character and or signatures of our chart that, um, you know, are scattered throughout the 12 signs. So this is very specific to these particular signs, not, uh, you know, we'll cover them for the other signs when we get to them. Yeah. And everything depends on the, the individual's chart. Yeah, exactly. We're all different. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The second retrograde is August 23rd uh, at 21 degrees Virgo, and it backs up to eight Virgo on September 15th. Very irritating to Aries. That's an in conjunct uh, from Aries to Virgo. Uh, Capricorn, it's again the trine, so mildly irritating. Um, again, cancer may or may not pay much attention to it because it's just a sextile. Um, and Libra might not even notice it. Mm. So our final one uh, is uh, the retrograde that starts December 12th at eight cap. So it comes back to cap again, Capricorn. Interesting. Uh, yeah, exactly. It uh, backs up to 22 degrees, uh, uh, but it's now um, backed into Sagittarius. Mm -hmm. uh, and that station direct is on January the 2nd. And so obviously, while it's in uh, Capricorn, that's directly irritating for Capricorn. Um, it squares the a uh, Aries Libra. So other people's uh, agendas will come crashing into yours in, you know, unexpected ways. Uh, and for cancer, it comes walking in the door and, you know, changes up your plans in ways that you probably wish it wouldn't. <laughs> That's what Mercury retrograde does. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly, exactly. It's a pain in the butt most of the time, but not always directly well, in your own it house. <laughs> it's it's a time to review stuff. It's exactly. Not exactly. if you try to push ahead, it's not going to go well. But if you can take the time to, you know, review, re reevaluate, whatever, 
then mm -hmm. it can be very valuable. So that's, it's important to take these energies and use them as best we can with what they're, what, whatever they're doing. Exactly, exactly. Um, and so, I mean, we do have some time. So let's you and I, I'm just gonna move this forward until things have changed signs. Um, so it is kind of curious, um, and this must happen. Uh, I mean, I've not personally done any big study of this, but I, you know, I've moved this forward until May of 2023. And here we have almost less than a square. Uh, we have the, one of the one aspects that does happen is Jupiter to Pluto. Mm. Uh, and it is... The North Node too. Exactly. And it is, you know, it's on that zero degrees of Aquarius. So this May 18th week slash month could be one of, you know, the more significant yeah. uh, aspects of 2023. Mm -hmm. But also just to notice that, um, you know, such a compression, as you like to say, you know, there's likely a spring being compressed <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah something the tension is building to me mm -hmm. that feels like it's all compacting and compacting and compacting yes at some point it'll go spring <laughs> <laughs> exactly and so you know there will be a very distinct qualitative feature to um 2023 uh, you know, it will shift back to something more familiar when Pluto, you know, goes, oh, wait a minute, I'm not done with Capricorn. Um, but yeah, this is, this is interesting. Um, I really don't like Saturn and Neptune together. That just does not mm. look good to me at all. Um, yeah. Jupiter will sextile Saturn, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you know that? Yes, that will help. It's approaching that which can make it a little more manageable, more helpful. Yes, exactly, exactly. And um, yeah, and then as we were commenting before, we won't get the square, but there will be a feeling of that square. It'll be interesting to see if we can notice it, because of course, Pluto just, it barely gets, I don't even, I can't remember now if it uh, gets up to, no, it, I don't even think, I think it gets up to one degree and that's it uh, before it, it backs up. Um, Not yeah, it does. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, that isn't even remotely close to that Uranus. But maybe the, the Pluto-Jupiter square will give us a feeling of what that square is going to be like. Um, but no, it doesn't do it because Uranus will leave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is just so no, no, strange. Pluto, Uranus is much faster than Pluto. Pluto exactly, exactly. Way faster. Seven, I think it's around seven, eight years through a sign. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. No, you're, they're miles apart. In terms of how yeah, so what we will get in a direct aspect possibly is the trine, um, you know, further on, like 26, 27, maybe we'll get the trine between Pluto and Uranus. Let's let's just have a look, see 
We have time. We have time. All right. So I'm moving this ahead by a year. So, okay. So definitely in 2024, we get the Jupiter Uranus conjunction. Uh, but then see in 2025, Neptune leaves. Ah, so we will have a Neptune Saturn conjunction. Oh, that's not going to be nice in Aries. Ah, <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So maybe in 20, let me just run the months ahead. Um, Uranus will trine Pluto. Um, Saturn will have already hit Neptune and possibly it might retrograde back. Okay, yeah, so there's your trine. It's gonna happen in the summer of 2026 uh, between Pluto and Uranus. Um, fortunately, Saturn and Neptune are far apart. Oh, look at that. We get the opposition to Jupiter at the same time. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is quite. Oh, look at that. Oh, we must make note of that. That is July 2026. You've got yeah. half a grand sextile, basically. Yeah. And the children coming in that day. Wow. Yeah. No, that is quite the moment. Four, four and four degrees. So. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Darn, it makes you want to live forever. No, no. <laughs> Just to see how things are going to unfold. Oh, my goodness. Well, this is the thing with astrology, though, right? There's yeah. Always, yeah. Patterns, the patterns are always... Shaping yep. and reshaping and yeah, I mean it's it's always fascinating yeah. how the how the planets form these sort of constellations amongst themselves. That exactly, that is reason. Obviously, the universe has, has something in mind. Yeah, it does. Okay, and Chiron will be squaring that zero Aquarius point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, I want to see if if Saturn backs up to Neptune, or if it just does a one hit wonder. No, it does a one hit wonder. That's good. That's good. Yeah, once is probably enough. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, totally. Yeah, so that um, that trine between Uranus and Pluto. Um, it's pretty significant all, even into 2027 because uh, of just its own backing up in Gemini. And of course, if folks can recall the American chart, um, mm. that is the Uranus return for the U.S. And in its last two iterations, it has been going off to war, which is not a good thing. No. No. Yeah. Okay, so the other thing that I did, um, which I might do for the other two episodes, is I drew some tarot cards for each of the signs. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, just to kind of meditate on. And um, okay, so the first one that I drew was the High Priestess for Aries 
which is suggesting things around you are not as they appear to be. So uh, 2023, you want to just really make sure you know what's up if you go dashing off in typical Aries fashion. Mm. Yeah. So well, for those planets in Pisces kind of. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, and for Cancer, what I got was... Um, the eight of coins reversed <clears throat> and so dead end roads okay and confusion mm -hmm. oh yes <laughs> and in this particular deck that i use which is a deck produced by there we go uh by a girl on um not gabriola she's on what's the one that's off of nanaimo um, um Dang. Anyway, it's Fox Tarot, Illustrated Fox Tarot. And it is Gabriella. Is it Gabriella? Okay. Um, so this is the Neptune card, which, oh. and yeah, Neptune and Saturn will be trining Cancer. Okay. So for Libra, this was quite a shocker. This was um, a major arcana card again, and it mm -hmm. is the 13th card, which is the card of death. Uh, which typically isn't death, death. It's no. uh, transforming, inner purging, and a transition for 2023. In terms of the Plutonian way we think of yes. death, death regeneration. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And of course, um, you know, Pluto is going to be forming the trine, uh, which makes it... Also the death of things you do need to let go of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so for Capricorn itself, uh, the Ten of Wands, carrying a burden, hard work, need to know how to delegate for Capricorn. Um, yeah. yeah, it's quite I'm the... Control everything. <laughs> yeah, it's quite the... There we go. It's quite the card. Yeah. Yeah, so... There you have it. And um, like I say, I've put up um the outline that i've been reading from it's going to be up on the website and available and so our next episode will be with the good old fixed signs who are i'm just sure they're just they can't wait for pluto to hit aquarius and shite <laughs> you know, I don't know anything about fixed signs. No, I know nothing about fixed signs. Yeah, I've already had Pluto conjunct my Venus. Why do I have to have Pluto square my Venus? Mercury for so long right now. Yeah, well, you'll be. But so, what degree is your Mercury? Twenty-eight. Oh, so it. You may even still feel it up into 2024 it well, goes back to 29 yeah it's definitely gonna not completely leave that alone i obviously have to do a lot of the transforming of my thinking so question we <laughs> will have to watch very closely when it dips out of capricorn into aquarius to see oh. if you get a moment of relief mm -hmm. yeah see whether or not you notice it that would be that'll be interesting actually yeah. for you to kind of watch yeah 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 all righty folks i think we can probably call it a wrap 
<laughs> okay, so um, you have been listening to CJMP 90.1 FM, Cafet Region's community radio station. And do stay tuned for lots of good shows and music and all that kind of good stuff. And we will, you will hear from us next Saturday with those fixed signs, which are Taurus and Leo and Scorpio and Aquarius. Have a good week, folks. Yeah. Bye. Bye.